And welcome to Catavan Cast, Van Life with a Cat. It's the show where we discuss our experiences travelling through the many countries of Europe and beyond in a camper van. I'm Ben. I'm Frey. And Dargo might in fact... Oh no, she's on a different chair today. A different black chair. Yes, the one right next to the one from all the other episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, to point out at the start, we are still in an Airbnb in Athens at the moment. We're yeah. just recording a load of these in one go while we're here. So the acoustics are a bit off. Not a lot of soft furnishings in here, unfortunately. No. So there may there is a little bit of an echo, which we don't normally get. We never realised how well um, sound insulated the van was. <laughs> well, it's got... It's just a bed, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's yeah, it's just soft <laughs> furnishings everywhere in a small space, so... Yeah. Uh, but this episode, we're talking about Russia. Yes. The big one. Yes. So, uh, this is my first time um, out of Europe on this side. Mm-hmm. No, no, I have been to Switzerland before, so out of political Europe. Although not continent. Yeah, we're still in continental Europe, of course. Yes. But outside of the EU. Yes. Um, it was our first <laughs> hard border crossing. It was. Which we were a bit worried about because we it's Russia. Yeah, um, there's plenty of uh, concerns to do with Russia before going. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot but, of preconceptions uh... <laughs> before going to Russia. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, I'll do my usual again from the RAC website. Yes. These are what they list. Considering other countries, quite a small list of um, legal requirements okay. that are on there. Um, as well as a lot of countries, you foreigners must be 18 to drive in Russia. Okay. Uh, Russia is also the first country where we required a, an international driving permit. Specifically, international driving permit 1949. Okay. That's the one you need. Now, we got those. We did. We must have had to show them. We got all three. Yes. But I don't think we had to show them at all. No. But they're, they're just little brown cards, they are. aren't they? They, yes. they list what countries... And it's about, yeah, there's, there's three of them. Three of them. One of them literally covers like Somalia and... one of the Mexico, I think, or something like that. It can't have been because we got it. We wouldn't have got that otherwise. Oh, true. There's like some like... Uh, Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, there That's you go. It. So, um, what did I, Somalia and Liechtenstein. It's literally that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then another one covers pretty much every other country. Everything. I think that's the six, 1962 one. Yeah. Um, their numbers correspond with what year Yes. Uh, those countries signed on yeah. to that agreement. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but for Russia, it's the 1949 one you want. And we got ours. You just go to a, went to a post office, didn't we? Yes. And they have them. Uh, the woman didn't seem very confident in what she was doing. I, thought, <laughs> I don't oh. think it's very common for people to request these. That's that's true, but it is also a bit... If they're not confident about it, we're the ones that are going to roll up to a border <laughs> and try and get like, in with uh... it. As it happens, we didn't need it. But we'll, we'll get into detail about the border crossing momentarily. Okay. Um, when you're driving into Russia, at all times in your vehicle, you must have your driving licence... Your international driving permit, as we said, the green card, proof of insurance. Mm-hmm. You will need your passport, you need your vehicle registration, and you will need your visa. Yes. Again, visas, we might as well touch on this now. Yeah. And in the UK, you have three places you can go? Uh, yes, London, Manchester, and Edinburgh. Yes, and Edinburgh had a shorter Edinburgh's time. processing time is one week, Yep. purely because they have less traffic. Yes. Uh, London's processing time is one month. I think Manchester was similar as well, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, Manchester's Manchester ones come down to London to be processed. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, so London. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, but we went down to the London one because Edinburgh is too far away. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can have them posted to you. You can, yes. I think it's an extra like fourteen pounds per passport. Yes, but as it happens, at the end of the month, I was going to be spending some time down in London yeah and luckily I could I had the option to go in and pick them up mm-hmm. as I was passing through it was a hundred pounds each yes and you need all sorts of things don't you you need you proof of income address so you there's an application form to fill in yes which isn't as complicated as a lot of people on the internet make it out to be yeah it's quite as I remember it's a detailed form it is a detailed form but, but it's nothing out of the ordinary for yeah. you know just information that you should already know about yourself really but i think the most odd quote odd information they wanted was about parents date of birth and things like that yeah and location of birth as well yes but again nothing 
crazy. Too strange. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Sorry, you're smirking at me. Nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't like asking you what breed your first pet was or no, anything. Or what so. blood type you are. Exactly. Um, but you also need an invitation, don't you? You do. So, Russia, similar to a lot of other countries, you require um, an invitation to the country. Mm. Now, this, at the face of it, and when I was doing research for it, is again, seems quite complicated, and it's not. There are travel agencies which you can get in contact with, and it, I think it's something like £20, yes, I want to say, per that. person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have to be quite precise and accurate with the information, however. So you need your full name, I think your date of birth, mm. um, and the exact dates yes. that you're going to be staying there. Now, the yeah. visas are valid for 30 days. Yes. So it's best and it's recommended for you to put down those 30 days for your invitation yes. request. Um, there, again, there are travel agencies that you can just send this information off to. They will just send you a PDF through which says you are Ben, you're stay this is your date of birth, you're staying at this hotel in St. Petersburg. Yes. Um, for, from this date to this date, and that's all that it is, and you've got to include that with your application. Yes. Um, now, whether or not that's true doesn't really matter. No. Uh, because they don't really check it as far as the government's concerned, you've got an invitation yes. to come in. Yeah. Um, we weren't asked any questions about it. Well, I think we got the visa, and that's it. I think we had copies of our invitations. Yeah. But once we had the visa... That's all they want at the border. Yeah. With regards to that, they exactly. don't. They don't want your. We did have them, but they don't want your invitation. No. Or proof of invitation. No. I think the assumption is where you've been given a visa, so you obviously have it. Yeah. Um, alongside that, so that's I've forgotten already. You'll obviously need a passport. Yes. Which is in date, and I think it needs either six or nine months on it. Yeah. Um, you'll need this invitation, a hundred pounds. Uh, the application form, I think that's it, um, I think bank statements, yes, I think yes, it's like need... three months bank statements as yes. well, uh, showing that you've got enough funds in there yes. for your stay, for your full one month stay in the country, doesn't yes. matter whether or not you're staying less than that, Yeah. Um, and that's it, you go down to London yep. with your forms printed in duplicate, Okay. I believe, hmm. you need two passport photos yes um and all of that information you go down to the embassy take a number sit down they'll call you up hand over all this documentation to yep. a lady behind the counter yep. pay your money and Wait come back in a month's time yeah that does mean you're a month without your passport you are yes. keep that in mind again yeah. forward planning is needed um and make sure you keep a hold of the receipt that that lady gives you Yes. Because that's your only key hmm. to getting your passport back. Yes. Of so, course, we, we found all that out online. It's quite difficult to find that all online. But it must be said that if you, you can just go to the embassy and they have computers and printers there. They yes. don't have photo booths there, I no. don't think. So no, you no, can't no. get, because you need your extra passport size photos. But all your other documentation, you can get down there. At the place. You will be there a lot longer. The process will take a lot longer because you're doing it on the spot. Mm. Um, but if you do have things missing, you can get it while you're there on the computers. They won't do it for you. You'll have to leave the queue, use their machines. I think that's only the application forms, though. Obviously, the invitation oh, the invi letters and no, such you can't do. No, but. but if there is if there is an error in your application form, you can edit that at the computers available Yeah. and print it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get your, your visa back. No, you don't. You get your passport back with a visa in it, and they've just stuck it down yeah. over. It's just it's as if it's a whole page. We actually had trouble at other borders, didn't we? Yes. Because it looks like your proper passport information. Yeah. But and someone was trying to... Scan that. Scan that. Like, no, that's a Russian visa. That's not the right thing. Me. Sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's your visa, mm -hmm. which you will need to get through the border, obviously. 
and you will need on your all time. You're advised to carry your passport around with you. Yes. We'll come. We'll come back to that soon. But yeah. you can be stopped randomly by police and asked mm-hmm. for this information. Other things you will need, and according to the RAC website, heavy fines may be incurred for not having any of the following items in your vehicle. There's a warning triangle, mm-hmm. headlight deflectors if you're on a right-hand drive vehicle, yep. first aid kit with a fire extinguisher, yep. and spare bulbs. Okay. Be like, you must have all these things, you can get fined. Um, we'll say, it pointed out, it is illegal to pay fines in cash. It must be done through the bank. Oh, okay. So the police will not. Interesting. The police will not stop you if anyone pulls over and says they're police and demands money. They are not police. Yeah. They're just crazy, angry Russians. But I don't think that will, ha- that will happen. No. Um, because they're so nice. But we'll. We'll come, get to that. We'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> breaking all the stereotypes on this episode. <laughs> uh, minimum protective equipment for motorcyclists is a crash helmet. Interestingly, for scooters, no passengers on scooters except for children up to the age of seven with a special seat fitted. So that's just scooters, not motorcycles? Yeah, motorcycles are fine. Okay, good. Scooters, no passengers. Obviously, we see a lot of uh, motorhomes. Uh, You'll have a scooter on the back, Mm -hmm. and you'll park outside and use that. If there's two of you, you can't do that in Russia. Not allowed. Not allowed. allowed. Uh, You must wear a seatbelt at all times. That's the driver and every passenger in there. You must wear a seatbelt. And you shouldn't be drink driving anyway, but Russia has a complete zero tolerance to drink driving. If you re- if they breathalyze you, it's all done by breathalyzers. If you are above zero percent, where it doesn't say what will happen to you, but it's either going to be a massive fine or maybe imprisonment or whatever. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. But yeah, really don't do it. Again, breaking stereotypes. I know. <laughs> um, complete zero tolerance on alcohol. Uh, one of the arguably one of the more pleasant things or most pleasant things about Russia is the fuel. Yes. It's cheap. It's nice and cheap. My word, it's cheap. Especially if you're coming from Scandinavia. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had a full tank of diesel. Mm-hmm. Cost us about thirty pounds. Yeah. Um, however, like in cities and the built-up areas, you'll find petrol stations no problem. Of course, Russia is rather vast. I think the RAC site says it's. Over 17 million square kilometers. Jesus. There's a lot of distance there. Once you get out of the built up areas, they can be scarce. Yeah. Uh, RSA actually advises you to take to keep a spare tank of fuel with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we never had any problems because we never went that far. No, we were out. in, yeah, we were quite a populous area, weren't we? Yes. Uh, there is also LPG available there. They have, we were filling up at one point. Um, they have LPG cars are more common yeah. in Russia than we've seen anywhere else, but they are less. Not every petrol station has LPG pumps, mm-hmm. and in some areas there are not many petrol stations at all. Yeah. So just be aware of that. And that's it, really. Um, I was expecting a bigger list of legal things for Russia, um, but there really wasn't. No. Again, Russia surprising at every turn. It is. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so we mentioned on the last episode, obviously we'd just been in Finland and we'd spent the night and or the morning of our border crossing in, not Turku, no, Kotka. Kotka, there you go. And we got the van ready to go. After our experience crossing the border in Norway, yep. if anyone missed that episode, we got stopped by a random police checkpoint. Yeah. And the guy went through everything in quite a rude I suppose. An aggressive manner. Yes. yes. You know, he ripped some of our boxes. He went through. We had the bed made. He wanted to get under the bed. So we had to throw everything out of the way. So we thought, right, first hard border going into Russia. Plus no, it's Russia. Russia. <laughs> no messing about. So we, we put the bed away. We made everything as accessible as possible. Mm. We had all our documents up with us. We thought, right, if they ask us for anything, we'll have it. Yeah. We'll be ready. So off we went. We did have to get some fuel. Mm-hmm. But we got as little as possible to get us across the border because we knew it was going to be cheap yeah. on the other side. Uh, we crossed the border near, again, it's a Scandinavian name, so I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Valima? 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 I don't think it's Valima, sure. but sure. yes. Um, which is one of the lesser used border crossings. Yes, it's obviously we, Finland to Russia, but it's down towards the... South coast. South coast. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have heard that in some borders, 
uh, some border crossings with Finland and with Estonia, mm. they require you to book a time and yeah. you arrive in that time slot. This isn't one of those no. crossings, so you just roll up and go with it. Yeah. Um, the Finnish side was very easy. Yeah. You roll up, there's, there's a big, huge straight road with loads of lanes and the signs telling you to keep to the speed limit. You'll get to some traffic lights. Yeah. They let cars through a wave at a time. You go up to the barrier, it tells you to stop. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets out, you bring your documents with you. I think that was just a passport check and they wanted the registration documents yeah. For, yeah. for the van. They were very friendly, very polite. You go through. Uh, we did take our pet passport with us, yep. with the cat. Yep. No one's interested. Although it does strike up conversation with some people. It does, yes. You find out who the cat people are when you're traveling <laughs> with the cat. And they always seem more helpful to you when you're doing Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, okay. You're clearly a cool person. So we did that. Everybody gets back in their cars. Once everybody's in, they open the barrier. You all go through. Yep. Through no man's land. Yep. On the way to the Russian border. Yeah, which is about a kilometre, I think. Maybe Something a kilometre like and yeah. a half. It was, yeah, it's not like through and then you're there. No. It was a few twists and turns and hills. And then you're there and there's just a big building with outside. It was like partially covered, uh, like, not pillboxes, but like booths. Yeah. Like toll booth things. And there were cars parked in many lanes. There weren't too many people there. I think as we were no. waiting, the queue behind us started getting yeah. pretty big. So we got lucky. And we're just sort of looking around, trying to see what everybody's doing. And we couldn't figure out any sort of logic to it. No. So I saw an information board near the front. So I got out and walked over to it. And every bit of it was in Russian. <laughs> well, I think they were instructions, but not even any Finnish. No. Like, it's all in Russian. Okay, so um, I think I then queued up to get the passports. I think we both went. Checked. We both went and got the passports checked. Uh, again, they weren't interested in the pet passport. Nope. And that's when they gave us the little slip, wasn't it? Yes, yes. and stamped the visa in the passport. Yes. Yes. They stamped a passport and they gave us a little slip. Do you want to explain about the little slip? Yes. So that little slip you need to have on you at all times and especially keep it safer when you are exiting Russia. Yes. That is your lifeline. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just, it's about the size of a passport. It sits nicely in a passport. Exactly. So yeah. you can tuck in there, which is fine. And it just has essential information. I think it has your visa number on there, your name, where you entered, when you entered. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the official stamp of the person who's yes. let you in. And that can be, that's something else that you should have your passport on you at all times. Yeah. You should also have that on you at all times because the police, if they suspect you for any reason, if they think you're foreign, yeah. they can stop you and ask to see these documents. If you don't have them, don't want to know. We don't want to know. We don't know. Exactly. Just have them on you. Yeah. And then just thank you very much. We never got stopped. Nope. We walked past plenty of police, mm-hmm. plenty of guards. We never, we never got stopped for anything. Um, so, yeah, but... You must have them on you. Yeah. Uh, we were then given no further instruction. So we waited, got back in the van and waited in the queue. We were then asked for customs papers. I believe, yes, custom papers. Yes. Which we didn't have. Nope. We haven't got. So he got us to move the van out of the queue. And then luckily uh, they got a woman guard who spoke a bit of English. Mm-hmm. And she gave me two forms. Yep. Which are identical. Yep. And it has to be the driver of the vehicle. Yes. Whoever's driving at that time must come out and do this. Thing. Yep. And looking by between the two, because you have the, the booths and they have a, a window at either side. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, there were not laminated, like in solid plastic casings on like, um, you know, like the, when you buy a poster in a shop? Yeah. The one that yeah, the, yeah, the frames, sort of the thing. Yeah. frames, yeah. In many, many different languages, examples of this filled out. Oh, okay. So I feel, I was given two, so I thought, okay, one for me, one for you. Yeah. So I filled mine out, I filled yours out, and then I got in the queue, I had my V5 document with me. Uh, luckily, the guy in the window spoke pretty good English. I don't think he's seen a V5 ever in his life. I don't life. think most people have seen V5s. I, I, remember, I think he said, V5, oh, you're British. He's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> he's trying to figure out what everything is. Then there was confusion because, obviously, it's your vehicle. Yeah. But my name was on top of the form. Yeah. And then he saw the other form. He's like, no, 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 these are both me. What wasn't made clear to me is the form I have to fill out is just with the driver details on. Yes. But you have to fill it out twice. Yes. 
one I keep yep. and one they get. Yep. Now, I did notice that they had photocopiers in their little lockers, <laughs> so I don't know why we had to do that. Um, but again, this is something out of the, the form you keep, you will need on your way out of the country. Yes. Again, it's stamped, dated. He probably signs it. Yeah. And it's just information about us, well, me, the driver, where I'm from, where I'm going, and about the vehicle itself, the size of the engine, the year it was made. Yeah. Things like There were parts of the form for the value of the contents of the van. Yeah. I was told not to worry about that. Okay. I asked the woman and then I asked the chap and said, no, no, don't, don't worry about those. And then that was it. We got those filled out. We had our customs papers. Yeah. We then got back in the queue. Yeah. They then asked us to open all the doors. We thought, right, this is it. They're going to go through everything. They literally, he <laughs> stuck his head in the side door. No, no sooner had I got the back doors open, he stuck his head in the side door, looked and said, no, that's it. Carry on. <laughs> You're fine. I was like, do you not want to check the... This cupboard, you want to, like, we could have anything in here. Do you not want to look? Do you know how many people we could hide in the bathroom? Well, that's what, that <laughs> is what really surprised me. Like, we have a bathroom with a separate door, which is closed. Yeah. And he didn't even glance at it. No. No sooner were all the doors open that he wanted us to close the doors <laughs> and be off again. Yeah. And so we went off again. And we were in Russia. And that took about 45 minutes. Was it only 45 minutes? Well, according to the time thing you were keeping in your notebook, yeah. We got there at about 11.15 just before, and we left there at about 11.53. We were not there very long at all. I'm... Well, I think we just got a quiet day. Yeah, but I don't think it was that quick. Well, that's what you've written down. Let me, let me just go it's... a quick look. Okay, fine. Because I don't want to be giving people false hopes. <laughs> okay, well, it really didn't take that long. I don't think it took that long, no. It was no. a very quick border crossing. Yeah. Well, I think, again, I think we got there, it was a Friday morning, and it just happened to be quiet. It's, it's hardly peak tourist season. I don't think they get many tourists. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Okay. But we weren't in the clear yet, because most insurance does not cover outside the EU. Motor insurance. Uh-huh. So we needed motor insurance. Yep. Luckily in Russia, there are little kiosks just on the main road as you enter the country. Yes. So we found one of those, and again, I think that, that didn't take long either. That was about 20 minutes, yeah. maybe. The woman didn't speak a lick of English. No, but we got by. There was lots of pointing. We mm. just had our passport, our V5, and there was a calendar. And we got ourselves five days of insurance. Yep. Four, and I've got this because you wrote this down as well, 25 pounds, 55 pence. There you go. And that was for unlimited miles. Mm. Just for the five days, though. And, yeah, well, that will, that will do us. Just go to St. Petersburg and then come out again. Because, again, at this point, we were worried about the cold. Mm. We had frozen pipes in Finland. We wanted to head south, get to the warm places. Yeah. So once we had the insurance, although, unfortunately, that was only for one driver. Yes. Me. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you didn't get to drive in Russia. That's fine. So then we went to go and get fuel. Yep. And that's where we found out the fuel is thirty pounds for a whole tank. <laughs> Although that was an interesting one because I got out. This is the first place I think where the norm is that someone else comes to do your fuel. Okay. If you remember. Yeah. The the woman came out. I'm sort of. She didn't speak any English. I don't speak any Russian. And I've already got the nozzle trying to get it in. Um. But then she sort of took over. Then I went, I went in to pay, and I'd inadvertently paid for the guy before me. <laughs> again, the guy at the counter didn't speak any English, so we sort of had to piece all this together ourselves. But we did, and he refunded me, and then we paid for what we did have. And then we were off. We were out. We were in Russia. Yes. All filled up, all legal. On the road. On the road. And we had a long run from there to... We were going straight to St. Petersburg. Yes. We pre-booked a camper van site in just out of the centre of St. Petersburg. Yeah. So we were actually in St. Petersburg itself. And we booked two nights there. We ended up extending it for another stay. Mm. But we had to get all the way there tonight. We didn't want to risk wild camping in Russia. No. Looking back now, I think we could have done. 
I think we could have done it easily, but at the same time, it was our first time in Russia. Yeah. So, yeah. In preconceptions about Russia. Oh, we never talked about the incredibly Russian man when we went to go and get... Insurance. Insurance. Yeah. So on that main road, obviously on the big dual carriageway around the borders, mm-hmm. there were passport checks just on the road, and it's just a guy next to a barrier who just asks to see your passport and you carry on. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe... He's just a typical Russian man. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's wearing the Russian hat. He's wearing like army clothes, and it's like, yep, okay. Yeah. Like he's smoking without using his hands as well. Yep. Like, yeah. And he's like, you have passports? And he's like, yes. And he's like, carry on. Like, have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. Don't think you can, you're allowed to do the accent. Oh, yes, yeah, not allowed to do the accent. No, sorry. Uh, but driving in Russia was, thinking about it now, it's quite similar to driving in Greece. Really? In that, a lot of roads, because they were mainly back roads. So we went from, I'm going to pronounce it right, Valima. Mm-hmm. And we went through uh, Vyborg. Yeah. And then down into St. Petersburg. Yeah. So between the towns and the cities, it was the, I suppose you call it the country roads. Yeah. And most of them were dual carriageway. Mm-hmm. But even when they weren't dual carriageway, they're like Greece in that it's a single carriageway, but you know, the hard shoulder is huge. Yeah. Which means when people come up behind you, you just move over onto the dual carriageway while still driving. Yeah. And then they'll overtake you. Mm. And no one comes up aggressively behind you. There's no one flashing lights or beeping, anything like that. No. Because there were, that's when we started to see snow as well. Yes. So it's literally just big straight roads, pine trees lining them, and snow. And snow. Yeah. But you were in Russia. But the, the one difference, they're almost more friendly driving out on those roads in Russia than they are in Greece because every time I moved over for someone to go past we got a flash of the hazards as a thank you yeah and it was almost completely almost every single person that took us just gave us a nice thank you we sort of set a tone it kind of gives you a gauge of how nice the people of a country are yeah as to how nice they are when they're driving really but there was another one stereotypical one Russian stereotype sorry that was confirmed for us on the drive through Vyborg, because that road was closed, wasn't it? (laughs) Exploding roads. (laughs) A road had exploded. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally coming into the top end of Vyborg, and there's a road closed. Like, okay, that's a diversion, it's fine, we'll go around. And I looked around past the bollards, and yeah, the road had exploded. And I was like, this is brilliant. (laughs) We're in Russia. (laughs) Yeah. And we went, so it was quite nice, well, quite interesting going through Vyborg. Because you're like, okay, this is... A town. Yeah. This is a Russian town. Yeah. Which, you know, not much different. I mean, we hadn't seen anything quite like that at this point. No. But it's quite similar to, like, any other Eastern European mm. backwater. Not backwater, but, like... Smaller s- town. Smaller yeah. town. Less significant um, town. And then we got into St. Petersburg, as it happened, at about rush hour on a Friday night. <laughs> and you were driving. I was driving. Um, <laughs> which was pretty hectic. Yeah. At the same time, there was so much traffic that you couldn't really bump into anybody. No. Because it was just so slow moving. The only issue comes with needing to know what lane you need to be in. Yeah. What rules are, things like yeah. that. But I do remember they have the overhead cables for trams. Mm. And in Russia was the first place where every so often they'll spark. Really? Like on court. Yeah, I, mean, I think you missed it. We were sat in traffic and a tram sort of went past. So you, that's the other thing. You've got to make sure you're staying out of the tram, tram lanes. lanes. Yeah. And it sort of went over where the cables have their own little junctions. Yeah. And it just sparks. You're like, ooh, okay, right, okay. Interesting. Um, you worry too much. I do worry too. Well, I mean, Russia, again, I'm like, so glad we did Russia because it's just sort of completely changed any preconceptions I had. Yeah. It challenged almost every preconception I had about the country. And mm. um, we eventually found the place. Again, it, w- it was in amongst um, flats, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was a residential area. Yeah. Um, and just a campground, basically. Uh, with well, a... not camp. You, you couldn't pitch a tent there. Because it was all like gravel. Yeah. Floor, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, which had a, a mechanics, I think it was, at the yeah, entrance. Yeah, a mechanic or a tyre place just at the end. Yeah. But it was a proper motorhome camper van campground. Mm. They had uh, fresh water points. They had discharge points. They had yeah. proper showers with hot water. There was a kitchen. There was. Which is incredibly warm. Yes. That's uh, warm. We spent all our time in there. Uh, it was run by a father and son. Yeah. And uh, the father barely spoke any English, but the son 
seems to be what we found in Russia is very few people speak English, mm. but the ones that do are mainly the younger, the younger ones. The younger generation, yeah. yeah. And they were kind of to help us out. I think that cost us about twenty euros a night. I think it was less than that. It was, it was about eighteen. Okay, it wasn't far off. Yeah. Yeah, but considering we were so we were twenty minutes walk from a metro station, mm-hmm. there was plenty of stuff around for us to see, do, eat. Yeah. Whatever. And it's secure. There's someone there. There was even a watchtower. Yeah. And he said someone is there twenty four seven. Yeah. And then during the, obviously that's all night, and then during the day. The mechanical shops open yeah so there's always people there watching um which i've said that out loud that sounded actually quite creepy uh, there's always someone watching but no they're very friendly they helped us out and so say we went in we wanted to pay for another night because there's so much to see in st petersburg and they were like yeah of course no problem of course that was no problem because we were the only customers there <laughs> because we're in russia in november now yeah so but no, we were quite glad to find that place. It was very well. It was very good. Very good place. Yeah. So then we're off into St. Petersburg. Yes. Now the first problem we had was buying metro tickets. Mm-hmm. So you get in, there are automated machines, but for some reason they weren't... I don't think they were working. They just didn't have to be working at the no. station we were at. So we queued up to speak to the woman. And the ticket menu, I suppose. List. List. There you go. A menu's a list, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, half of it was in one side of it was Russian, the other side was in English. Yeah. I think there was stuff in other languages as well. So we found the one we wanted. Now I've tried to look up the ticket we got and how much it cost us. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do it anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, I have got another decent example for it. Okay. But the uh, the attendant did not speak any English. No. And we were saying, oh, it's this one, and she goes, whatever. A guy behind us, again, not speaking any English. Just sort of like didn't grunt out. Said something. He to did us. speak English. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, I he can't did. remember. I remember he, he just pointed at the ticket we wanted, and we said yeah, and then he talked to the woman. Yeah. And got it for us. Yeah. And then boom, just random guy. I think he just wanted us out of the way, but whatever. He he helped <laughs> us out. He wasn't aggressive about it. He wasn't no. grumpy about it. He just translated for us, and off we go. Again, I can't remember the ticket we got, but I had a look. It must have been something similar to this and now i've lost it it was 370 rubles for 10 journeys over the course of a month okay now 370 rubles at the moment works out to four pound 30. yeah so i think that's it, pretty it, much yeah what it, was, got. it was cheap yeah and metro stations will get you within 10 minutes walk of anything you want to see as yeah. i recall and the metro system itself is very simple. There's only about mm-hmm. three lines. I think so. And there's one main one which gets you to all the big places. Yeah. Uh, but the stations themselves. They're amazing. It's like, think of like the glory of, the, of Russia. <laughs> Condensed into the metro into system. Into the metro station. There's, there's like chandeliers in the metro stations. There's like, there busts. <laughs> yeah, you go down the stairs, there's like the big Soviet star. There's busts of all the great <laughs> communist leaders up ahead of you. And there's flags. Well, there's a, a murals of flags and things. Yeah. And it's all made out of, I don't know whether it's marble tiles. Probably. Pillars. It's all just glorious. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. They obviously just get you where you want to go. Yeah. And the first place we went, can't remember the name of the station, but it ended up being right in the middle of everything. It was, yeah, it was just coincidence. I think we just it? took it on a, as a punt, didn't we? Yeah. I think we picked a station, but we had to change. Mm. And then we were like, well, should we just see what's up here? Yeah. And we went up and we were right opposite the, uh, the one cathedral. Mm-hmm. And the, the Orthodox cathedral. Yeah. You're right next to the the Moscow-looking one. The Moscow-looking one. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, the Church of the Blood of Christ or something like that? They had the word blood in it. Then maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. But so the, the, you know, the tradition, you think of a Russian church. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of them in Moscow, but this one's here, and it's, you know, the pointy thing with the balls. I'm describing this really badly. Um, but you the had Gaudi to, Towers. But you had to, the what? The Gaudi Really, Gaudi? Structure. I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. But you had to pay to get in there. Yeah. And it was under construction. <laughs> of course it was. Because covered it's... Covered in scaffolding. And yeah. Like, for God's it's, sake. It's winter. It's the off season. So some of it was covered in scaffolding. But I think you had to pay the equivalent of about 20 euros to get in there. 
Yeah. It was quite expensive. Um, so we didn't go in there, but the cathedral was free. And that was the first Orthodox cathedral we'd been in. Mm-hmm. And how gaudy they are. <laughs> Sorry if that offends anybody, but just from going to like... There's properly, a lot of gold. Yes, from going to like more European, Western European cathedrals. Yeah. Where it's just a few stained glass windows and some nice stonework. You go in and there's gold everywhere. And I remember there was a huge queue of people lining up to kiss the picture of Jesus. Yeah. Remember? All along the yeah, middle yeah. and there's just people uh, kissing pictures all over the place. Yeah. Um, the Orthodox. Oh, well, so that was my first exposure to Orthodox, an Orthodox religious building. Yeah. And of course there's the rule in Orthodox buildings, isn't there? Like, women have to cover their heads? Yes, women have to have their heads covered and you basically have to dress modestly. Yes. yes. But, but men can't wear no. their heads covered. No. So if you wearing a hat as a man you have to take it off as a woman you've got to put a hat on yeah and that's for all that's not just in russia that's all orthodox that's all orthodox places yeah and we said anyone who listened to our sweden episode may remember that we said in stockholm at that point stockholm is my favorite city to explore yeah because wherever you go you'll see something interesting to look at you'll head there and then either on the way or when you get there you'll see something else Mm. to go and see St. Petersburg is like that, but more. Yeah. And so much more. So much more, because the architecture is so much more grand there. Yeah. These huge. We we could go. We could spend hours talking about everywhere we went in St. Petersburg mm. and everything we read about. It was such a fascinating city. Yeah. Because it was just briefly. It was like it was a passion project for someone, wasn't it? It so, was. Yeah. And they just wanted a European city. Yes. So different elements of the city are based on other European cities. Yes. Yes. Um, the river that runs through it was carved specifically for the city to look more European. Yes. Well, <laughs> didn't the city sink at one point? I think was so. Marshland or something? Yes. yes. Um, but again, it just... The general vibe of everything just completely shattered any preconceptions about Well, I was... Russia. I've always, always wanted to go to Russia. Because mm. it's Russia. It's just such a different yes. culture from everything that I've experienced. And I'm... I'd like to say, without sounding big-headed, that I'm fairly cultured. Yes. And fairly well-travelled. But Russia's that one last thing that I hadn't, you know, done and don't know much about. But at the same time, there's concerns because all that I'd ever heard is that it's not very safe for people of my skin coloration. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My melanin count doesn't work in (laughs) Russia. Um, Yeah. And, you know, things like if you're in Moscow or anything like that and you are not white, you need to be dressed business-like and carry a briefcase with you even if it's empty. So Mm. it looks like that you're there for business so people don't harass you and mug you and all this kind of stuff. So going to Russia was a bit iffy. Yeah. But as soon as we got to Russia, it was like, nah. Like this, this part... This part of Russia is not like that. I can't speak for the rest Obviously, of it. Yeah. But this part of Russia is good. Yeah. Like, we did not get bothered in the slightest. Everybody was super friendly. Yes. And e- I did... Almost eager to help as well exactly. in any situation. And yeah. I will go as far as saying that I felt more comfortable in Russia than I have done in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't comment on that. No. Obviously being... A white man with no hair. Um, Blue eyes. I mean, I, I, had, yeah. uh, I had my own sort of reservations because you hear a lot about mainly um, football firms and things like the Russians and the Brits always fight each other. Mm. I thought, well, maybe if one of them happens to overhear me speaking, well, they always English. Yeah. Just kick his head in. But again, white skinhead. I tend to blend in most places. <laughs> I can get away with it sort of thing. Um, but no, it really did seem, well, we were getting LPG at a place yeah and just like the guy at the ticket booth just helped us out yeah just stepped in to help us out we were clearly struggling to figure out how the lpg thing worked and the guy just came in yeah said, oh, let me show you we didn't even say because he didn't speak any english we just helped us out yeah have a good day we knew enough to say thank you thing. and when you yeah. speak uh spaziba wasn't it was thank spaziba. you spaziba was thank you and you say that and they're like oh yeah very good they like, you know yeah um yeah incredibly friendly people um the the difficulty the main difficulty there though is the lack of people that speak English. Yeah, which but that's is more our that's our exactly problem. that's our thing, not theirs. But that did mean we bottled out going to some restaurants. Yes, 
In fact, we only well, went... couldn't find them. Do you not remember? I really wanted to go to that traditional Russian meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we tried finding this place and we could not find it. And I well, was like, does it exist? It must have been like a Google Maps issue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, we ended up just resorting to uh, fast food restaurants which had the self-serve screens, the touch screens. But even then we had trouble because I ordered something at the Burger King. Yeah. And I got the thing and the woman said something. I'm like, just, is she talking to me? I don't know. She wasn't looking right at me. And then she's calling. I'm like, is she calling another, like... I've got no base yeah. for Russian. That's the uh, thing. It turns out she was calling to me for something. I'm just terribly sorry. Not from here, you know. <laughs> um, so rude. But no, loved it. And let's say we spent, uh, there's so much to see in St. Petersburg that we booked another night to stop yeah. over. So we stopped over there. Uh, but then our insurance was starting to run out. Yeah. So we, we left from St. Petersburg and we headed along to Lake Ladoga. Mm-hmm. which is the largest lake which is entirely in Europe, Europe continental yeah. Europe. It's the second largest lake in Russia. Mm-hmm. There's another one which is partly in Europe. I didn't get the name of that. Yeah. And it's 14th largest lake in the world. In the world, yeah. And it's the first lake. I know we went to that lake in Sweden. Vanen. Vanen, where we could just see the other side of it. Yeah. At least part of it. This lake, though, you could not. It might as well have been the, the ocean. Yeah, like it was huge. I remember there was a there was a, a really cool beach on there as well, wasn't yes. there? Like it would be a really good beach to go to in the summer. Definitely. It just looked like a really well-equipped beach. For yeah, a good they, they day had out. barbecues in the shape of pirate chests. Yes. I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was next to the. I've actually written down the name of the town, uh, Kokorivo. Okay. Kokorivo. God knows how you pronounce it. Um, at Lake Ladoga, which is along the... We ended up driving along the Road of Life. Yes, unbeknownst to us. Unbeknownst to us. Well, we only knew because... Was it every kilometre? Yes, there was a marker. There was a marker, and they, they alternated, didn't they? One yep. of them had the Russian star, yep. I think, and the others would have, like, a, an American... Well, we thought it might have been an American symbol. Maybe. It was what we sure. thought... Because well, we had no context what it might have been. We thought yeah. it might be some sort of war, World War yeah. thing. Uh, it turns out what it was, because this road ends at the lake. Yeah. And there's a monument called the Broken Ring Monument. Yeah. And that's back when... I've got no idea on dates for this. I just remember St. Petersburg was called Leningrad at the time. Yeah. And there was a blockade around it. Mm-hmm. To... What do they call it? A siege. A siege. There you go. And it was at the lake. They crossed the lake um, through the blockade. Mm-hmm. And they used that road to get supplies into Leningrad. Yeah. So it would survive. Yeah. And that road they call the Road of Life, Life because that's its lifeline. And that broken ring monument is where they must have landed their boats. Yeah. And it was. Things out. And it's just a huge semicircular bit of steel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's just got a break in it. Yeah. And there was the. That a... ring, though, do you yeah. know the signif- why it's a broken ring? Because they, the ring symbolised the blockade? Yes. Yeah. But there was a gap in it. So that broken ring symbolises oh, that I gap see. in right. the in the yeah. actual uh, okay. blockade that yeah. they'd set up, which is yeah. the road that they they, they found the gap and yeah. went through it, yeah. utilised it. And there was a there's a an, an eternal flame there as well. Yes, isn't there? there like was. A which is the second there. we'd seen, I think. In Russia. No, just second on the trip. Oh yeah, well the other one was at the tomb of the unknown soldier, wasn't it? The in France. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Arc de Triomphe. Arc de Triomphe. There you go. Yeah. Yes, we went to see that, and then unfortunately that was it for our time in Russia. We were, it was like minus seven it was. at night. It um, was cold. Yeah, luckily the campsite we were stopping at had an incredibly warm uh, kitchen area. Yeah. We could go in there, we just basically sat and cooked in there as long as possible. Yeah. And they had the lovely warm showers, mm-hmm. which they could have done with better ventilation actually, because it started getting very, the oxygen started uh, <laughs> getting very wet in there. Yeah. Um, but we did learn a good trick about how to keep warm in our van. Yeah, we, we developed. Because we don't have a diesel heater. No. Which I imagine are brilliant. Yeah. Um, but we don't have one. No. Nope. We couldn't get one we were in Russia. No. Nope. So what we did instead, we sort of made a room divider, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We've got tea towels and cloths and blankets. Blankets, and yeah. And made like a, a seal around the bed. Mm-hmm. And we had, was it a metal biscuit tin? Yes. With candles in. No, at that point it wasn't. No? No, because we bought the biscuits on the way out. 
Russia. Oh, okay. That's right, yes. <laughs> from, the, from the duty-free between yes. Russia and Estonia. Um, yeah, so we, did, we just had candles on a plate at that point, I think. Okay, just yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, and that just kept the heat in. Um, I think we were still using the cooker in there to like make tea. Tea and such, yeah, just, just, just heat up before bed. Boil water, and then, yeah, so drink a hot drink before you go to bed. We were going to bed fully clothed. With hot water bottle. With hot water bottle. And, but when I say fully clothed, it was like I'm wearing my clothes and my winter socks on top of these <laughs> and I was in a onesie and we were up in yeah. all the blankets that we had. Um, not ideal, but cheap. Yeah. You know? Um, and we managed. We did. We, we survived. survived. Dargo survived. Dargo survived more, but when she, but... Knows, she just gets into bed between us and the hot water bottle exactly. she's sorted. <laughs> um, it's funny, we were laughing because now we're stuck in Greece and the temperature's getting high. We've got the exact opposite, opposite problem, problem at the moment. Yeah. Trying to keep her cool. Uh, luckily, we've got air conditioning at the moment. So, hmm. But that's because not in the van, but in this Airbnb we're at. Yeah. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, we were getting too cold. We wanted to head to warmer climates. Mm-hmm. This was the... No, it wasn't the last day. We didn't want to cross the border with our insurance expired. No. So we had we paid for five days. We didn't want to leave on the sixth day. No. Just in case they were like, "Well, how did you get here? Yeah. You've driven here without insurance." I don't think they even checked the insurance. They didn't. Um, but we had been warned that crossing back into the EU mm. would be more problematic than leaving it. Yes. Which seems to be a general consensus, consensus yeah. around the place. Um, I will point out. Obviously, we did stop near the border. The screen's just gone black as soon as I wanted to talk about it. Mm, no, can't find it. Just down, down near Estonia. Um, I think the problem was... Oh, no, we... Sorry? Ivangorod. Ivangorod, there you go. Sorry, I was talking over you, didn't hear it's that. It's okay. Ivangorod, there you go. I was looking at Google Timeline, of course. The other thing, because it's outside the EU, any roam, roaming data or anything with your mobile plan? Yeah. It does not count. No. You can't use it. So my Google timeline is a huge gap. Because there were pockets of Wi-Fi we could pick up around St. Petersburg. But yeah. the day we left, there's nothing. Ivanrod. And we stopped in the car park outside one of the little insurance kiosks. Mm-hmm. Right next to an armed <laughs> barricade. passport barricade. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we were safer there than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, you know, we just park up. Yeah, and again, we weren't bothered. No, we weren't bothered at all. Like, we weren't bothered at all. So the morning, we got up, got a passport check. I think we got our passport check two or three times. On the way, yeah. On the way, just along that road. And again, they they pull up. Russian hats, (laughs) cigarettes, passports, please. Thank you, have a good day, and off you go. Yeah. We got in. Searches were a bit more thorough. This time, yeah. Yeah, leaving Russia. So you pull up. We both had to go up to the... Booth mm-hmm. to get our passports checked. Yep. Again, we took the pet passport. Again, they sort of look at it. No, you don't need this. Don't worry about it. Obviously, you've got your two pieces of paper you were given when you enter the country. Yep. So your customs a... check and your slip. Yep. They get. I think they take those, don't they? We didn't get to keep those. I don't think we did. No. no. And then you get back in the queue, and then they come and search you. Yep. Now the search, they did bring out the sniffer dogs, mm-hmm. which they didn't have on the way in. And the guy wanted to go, he didn't go through everything. No. We got the van ready to be searched again, didn't we? We had the bed packed yeah. away and everything. But the guy was very polite. He asked me to come on, because I was the driver. He asked me to come in with yeah. him. And he just said, could you open that cupboard, please? And he, he didn't touch anything. No. He just very polite, could you open that? So I'd open that, show him what it was. Uh, I opened the one cupboard and it's where we keep all our dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's in there? And I started pulling it out. And he's like, okay, yeah, don't worry. Like, you could see what it was. Um, this is all as the dogs are going around. We got out. They did ask to see our passports again. Yes. But I think because they were sort of looking at our number plate and pointing. Yeah. I think they wanted to know where we'd come from. Yeah. And I think they, were, they must have been disappointed because obviously we'd only been to the EU at this point. Mm. So we had no stamps. Mm. We only had the Russian stamps. Um, and obviously from other places we've been before this trip and then they let us go that was it yeah and then you've got the no man's land bit which did have a duty-free shop yes which we managed to get in just before a busload of people started coming yep that's where we got our biscuits from and then onto the estonia side 
which we're going to cover the border crossing in this episode because I think most people will go to Estonia from the EU side. Estonia from the EU side? What did I say? It yeah. doesn't matter. So they'll go. No, no, most, most, most people listening to this won't be, Most people who want to go to Estonia uh-huh. won't go from Russia. Oh, I see. So okay. I'm saying we should cover it in this episode because okay. it's a Russian centric yeah. thing crossing this border. So on the Ethi- Ethiopian, on the Estonian side, uh-huh. uh, very much the same. You pull up, you get into your own little. Each booth had a parking bay. Yeah. And the woman sort of waved us into there and we pulled up and she went through all the documents again she looked at the pet passport didn't really care no this is when i was more worried because of how easy it was with russia yeah and because of the the vet in finland saying that getting back into the eu is the problem yeah this is when i, I was actually more nervous at the estonian bit oh, okay than at the russian part and it did take a while for us to get through yeah but only because i don't think she'd ever seen a v5 before. No. Never no. seen a British vehicle registration document before. No. And she ended up getting two other people in to try and help her. And mm-hmm. they were looking very confused at it. They just couldn't figure out where anything was. Yeah. Um, but they eventually found it all. And we were let through. And yep. we were in Estonia. Mm-hmm. In the Baltics. Yep. Where, the only thing I'll say about Estonia in this episode, is as we were driving along, we spent that time in Russia... And we hadn't realised that they were an hour further ahead than Finland. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we thought we we were we thought it was getting dark quite early. That's <laughs> because our clocks were further back than the rest of the country. We'd spent like the entire time in Russia being on the wrong time compared to the country. <laughs> I mean, we were looking at clocks, weren't we? Well, they haven't changed because the clocks had only just gone back. Yeah. And we were looking at their clocks. They haven't put their clocks back yet. God, I was surprised. Russia. I'd have thought they'd have had them back straight away. <laughs> Um, but no, that was us. We've been an hour ahead of everybody that whole time. <laughs> it's a good job we didn't have to book a time to cross the border. As we exactly. <laughs> but no, Russia was such a pleasant surprise. It was. In every, everybody, without, we didn't see any unfriendly people. No. Everybody we interacted with was friendly and as helpful as they could be. Yeah. I mean, they could have been grumbling something in Russian at us, we don't know. Um, but nobody did. But like no, you no, can but usually if, tell if somebody does that. If, but... they, if they did, they had a friendly tone of voice. Exactly. And they smiled while they did it. Um, no, it was excellent. We were, everything's very cheap. Mm. It was, I'd argue, it was maybe cheaper than Morocco. No, no, Morocco's cheaper. We're certainly the cheapest place we've been at yeah. that point. You know, after, after coming through Western Europe and Scandinavia. Yeah. It was such a relief to be able to to be able to go out and eat without worrying about it. Yeah, we could we could treat ourselves. Yeah, and of course we got Russian hats. We did because we're in Russia. Of in Russia, we <laughs> and we went. The only the thing that was quite surprising, other than when we walked past um, one over one of the bridges and there were a public dance to Cotton. Oh Joe. yeah, that was really cool. Was it Cotton? That was Black Betty, that. wasn't it? No, it was Cotton Joe. It was Cotton Joe. Yeah. And you just think, okay, this is a bit crazy. <laughs> we did miss the bridges. We didn't. I didn't know till we got there. There's yeah. a whole thing about they raise the bridges at a certain time of night. Yes. It's only really a concern if you're driving around or plan to be out late at night. Yeah. Which we're not in winter because it gets too cold. Mm. But the the bridges raise at different times each night, and you have to sort of look it up. And we were far enough out of the town that it wasn't really worth. It wasn't that. It was also as soon as the bridges open, because they're left open for the night. Yeah. So as soon as the bridges open, the metro doesn't run either. Oh, yeah. So once you're out to see the bridges, you've either got to get a taxi back or make your own way back. And we yeah. were quite far out of the city for that purpose. Yes. So, yeah. So it would have been nice to have seen that, but we didn't get to see that. Um, and, yeah, just like there are armed police. Around, yeah. In, you know, the big long coats with the, the, yeah. hat, with the Russian hats. But, you know, and again, after... Because my sister and brother-in-law have been to Russia, to St. Petersburg a couple of times. And I think they were stopped at one point. Mm. So we were sort of... Whenever I saw police walking near us, I was sort of expecting them to try and stop us. But no, we had nothing. No. No second glances. I did get a, I did get surge going into a metro station because I had my bag on me. Oh, yeah. 
and I was like, right, do you take my coat off, do this, and I just put your bag in, and he goes, so yeah, okay, no worries, off you go. Yeah. You know? Um, the one, the other thing that really sticks out for me, though, was, because you go to a lot of European cities, mm. and you'll see, oh, this is on this site, uh, this building was bombed in the war. Yeah. And that's just a thing you see in European cities. And I think we were actually following the European trail. Here we go, do you remember that? There was a walking trail around the city because different buildings had been built by people from different European countries. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that. And we were up by one of the rivers. Yeah. And that's when we started noticing that a lot of the sites, instead of, oh, this site was bombed in the war, it's like, on this site, there was... An uprising. An uprising or protests. <laughs> and which, then a massacre. <laughs> which ended when they were gunned down. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's that's a tonal shift. I mean, they all seem friendly now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a very was, troubled past. It does. Sure. But as it stands, it's a very friendly place. Yeah, wonderful place to go. Very easy to get. We could have spent so much money going into all the buildings. Mm. Remember, remember rounding that corner and seeing the huge. It's like a quite a black cathedral. Yeah. The, the golden dome. Yeah, they look like St. Paul's to me. Yeah, yeah. huge. Oh, we want to go in, and it, it was a bit pricey to get in. Mm. Uh, again, Plus, we, there was massive queues for that one. Yes, that there was yeah. a big queue for that. And then we had to walk all the way around the building to get a ticket, and then yeah. all the way back to get in, and there was yeah. a queue to get in. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, again, we were doing this trip, or are doing this trip, on a budget. Yeah. Which, given how cheap the food was, that we'd rather indulge in some food enjoy that yeah rather than going and visit things but it does mean you know that's the balance i suppose if you are going to st petersburg for a week yeah which i'd like to do i'd like to go back there and go into a lot of these places mm, definitely because if there anything i remember we saw pictures of that church on the inside and it very nearly made us want to go in yeah we just found a leaflet i know we ended up buying a little uh, book didn't we mm-hmm. st petersburg book and it had pictures of it on the inside it's like yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> but everybody goes on about the Sistine Chapel. So, yeah, that was... There's some nice pictures. Doesn't look as good as that place, though. No. It's but, true. yeah, that was that was Russia. We were so anxious about it, well, what mm. issues we may have, and we had none at all. Nope. Pleasant surprise. A very pleasant surprise. And it kind of helped us whenever we were worried about any other, say, crossing into Morocco mm. or anything like that. So, no, we manage Russia. We've been to Russia, it's fine. We got in and out of Russia, that was easy. What? How hard can anything else be? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think that is it for Russia. Um, I can think... No, I think that's it. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening, especially if you made us this far. Uh, once again, we're seeing we're getting listeners, regular listeners from all over the world. Cool. We're incredibly grateful you putting up with us. Yeah. I don't know whether you're falling asleep to us talking listen. or what. But it's... Could you imagine if that's what people do? They listen to us because we put them to sleep. Well, we're helping. Yeah. Either way, we're helping. Glad we can um, be of assistance. Yes. And if you'd like to leave, rate or review for us on your platform of choice, that will help us get exposed to more people we can help send to sleep. Yes. With our boring stories. <laughs> um if you've been listening through a podcast service, you may be interested to know every episode is also up on the YouTube channel, along with our weekly video diaries. Uh, new podcasts are posted every Wednesday. Video diaries are posted every Sunday. We don't have a URL at the moment for YouTube. So you just search for Catavan or Catavan Cast, and you'll find us on there. Likewise, if you have been listening to us on YouTube, we are available on pretty much any podcast service you care to think of. Mm-hmm. So just search for Catavan or Catavan Cast, and you'll find us on there. Uh, please do get in touch with us about any queries, questions, corrections, suggestions, criticisms, praise, anything you may have. Anything at all. Uh, you can leave a comment for us on YouTube or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram where we are at Catavan UK or you can email us at catavanuk at gmail.com. Finally, Redbubble. Yes, we are up on Redbubble. We are going... We have more products than we did before. We've got more designs on there as well because I've been using this Airbnb opportunity to add some more on there. Yes. Because I have thousands upon thousands of pictures and it is great fun going through every single one. Yes. And uh, choosing ones that people might be interested in 
yeah. having on a mask or a backpack or whatever now. Well, you're doing well for masks at the moment, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, the monk parakeets are doing well. Yes. Masks are very much in at the moment. Yes, they are. <laughs> Funny. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, that's quite cool. So head over there. If there's anything that you've seen on Instagram or Facebook and you want that on a mask or whatnot, uh, let me know and I will add it. And how can you find that? Just search for... For Catafan on Redbubble. There you go. Takes you to your store. Simple, yes. Easy. Straight to the store. And that's it for this week. We'll be back next week where we'll be talking about Estonia finally getting into the Baltics. Um, so if you have any questions or comments about that place, please do get in touch with us. Yes. I've been Ben. I've been Frey. And Dago is now awake. Well, she's cleaning herself. It's only been like four episodes that she's been asleep on she's, a chair. She sleeps a lot, that one. <laughs> She's a cat. She has it too easy. She does. <laughs> um, so that's all for us. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Bye bye.